Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Realm of Unknown. Uh, I hope you guys have all been doing well lately. Things are kind of weird up here, I will say, here in Philly. We, if you are not familiar, just got hit with the... I can't remember the name of it. I want to say Irene, but I could be wrong. Uh, the hurricane that just came through. And uh, we, Philly basically turned into Venice for like a day or so. From what I can understand, there was a few, you know casualties and stuff but for the most part things have kind of gotten back to normal in a way a lot of debris is still out there and everything and it was crazy it was it was very crazy but it's definitely definitely a weird end off to the summer and interesting start to the fall so yeah aside from that like one weird thing nothing too much has been happening so far over on this end but a few things have been kicking off here with the brand and the podcast and everything if you guys are following us over on YouTube and you more so listen to the episodes there, we have been uploading the back catalog and pretty much ca- catching up as quickly as we can with uploads just to you know keep up with the normal upload schedule. Right now, it's pretty much every day, and then once we catch up, we'll convert it to once a week. And then for the most part, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing with that platform. I might just keep it as is. I'm definitely at some point going to be doing live streams there as well while I'm doing recordings. I just have to figure out the setup for that, but we'll see how that goes. And then additionally, if you guys are not already aware, we do have a Patreon. And if you wish to support the Patreon and support this podcast overall, we have a lot of fun stuff over there. Last week was the first official week that we are beginning the trend of uploading an additional story anywhere from like 15 minutes at the minimum extra content each week over on the Patreon exclusively. It doesn't matter what tier you're at, one, three, five dollar, doesn't matter. And uh, you get lots of additional bonus content, uh, bonus shows, behind the scenes, polls, and uh, investigation stuff. There's lots of audio recordings and photographs from locations that I've previously been at here in Philly and hope to get more coming in the future. This fall especially, I really want to go to a few locations once things start to more so fully open up, but it's still kind of up in the air at the moment. But without a further ado, that is all the updates we have for today. And we are actually, for today's topic, we're back on our creepy roads in the woods trend, which along with, you know, all the creepy moments that come with the wild animals and spooky ghost stories, all that good stuff. And this time we find ourselves traveling down Irwin Road in Pittsburgh's North Park, otherwise known and more infamously known as the Blue Mist Road. If you are looking this up on your own, Blue Mist is spelled with M-Y-S-T. However, if you spell mist normally, it's still the same place. So if you have any confusion on that part and you're like, why are there two? It's the same thing. So the legend surrounding this stretch of road varies. However, it is literally pretty much the same as most, if not all, of these quote-unquote haunted local back roads. And when I say most, if not all, I literally mean all of them. So if you are curious about what I mean, check out some of the other episodes that we've discussed in relation to these topics. Episode 3, 51, 52 recently, 
Hence why there's a trend. I've all been, you know, local haunted roads in this area that have very similar stories in relation. However, there is a bit of a change of pace when it comes to blue mist. This primarily focusing on the sort of mist uh, that it's not really a phenomenon. It happens just due to the mountains and the environment that it's in, but it makes it creepier that there is a mist that rolls in pretty often during nighttime, making it all the more spooky when you go and explore. So Blue Mist Road is simply a really great hiking road. It is marked with closed road on both ends. However, it is car accessible sort of for a few hundred yards before barricades do pop up in order to block off cars from going further down the road. Past the barricades, the roads quickly degrade into sort of a gravel path and run alongside a creek. And you'll occasionally see, you know, like no trespassing signs and notices about, you know, buried, you know, pipelines underneath the road and stuff that just kind of didn't get finished. And during the day, it's actually fairly nice. It's very uh, natural environment. There's lots of animals about, all that sort of good stuff that you might want to expect when you're walking down, you know, a dirt road. However, it gets pretty creepy at night, understandably so. Alright, so what about the classic legends here at Blue Mist Road? Once more, like pretty much every local back road, we have... And this is a bit of a cliche, especially up here, the KKK and them using the road for rallies at night and, you know, alleged lynchings and rituals and that sort of stuff. It's definitely like, you know, like a scary story that's told to people in the area. However, a lot of these stories don't really have too much truth behind them. And I did see a few sources that were like, you know, due to the Commonwealth states history of, you know, abolitionists and stuff like that that it's pretty it's you know highly unlikely that anything like this could ever happen here in Pennsylvania and I'm just sitting here like that have you been to PA like have you actually been to Pennsylvania before like we have I think at one point like the highest concentration of completely separate clan groups in the state and it's definitely up there with having very very backwards thinking ideologies and stuff like that i mean i'm more close to philly so i don't see it too often but the suburbs definitely have it like there are some that are pretty bad and when you travel further out you definitely see certain things nailed to trees on the highway and you notice it once you go into small towns and they still have you know clan lodges and stuff like that on main street and it's definitely something that's still here in pa However, when it comes to these sort of backwoods roads that you can't really access normally, it, I will agree, is a little out there. Especially nowadays, I don't think it's still happening. If it ever did happen before, I doubt that it's happening right now. You know, in the woods, at least. People are going to do it at their house if they're going to do it anywhere. There are also a few houses that are on this road. One of them is actually pretty much in ruins, and the only thing left is the foundation. And stories began to spread surrounding this particular structure in which one of the stories has the house being once occupied by a witch or whatever. That's most of the information. There's literally not much more. While another story would call the location, quote, the Midget Farm because it was owned by a little person and, you know, derogatory, but this is also another rather common legend when it comes to sort of 
backwoods areas. This, along with, you know, albino tribes in the woods, this particularly is more along the lines of like a midgetville type story. And I, you know, again, derogatory word, but that's what's used, so I'm not going to censor it. And, you know, these are both very much cliches, despite, you know, the cruel details and aspects to them. But you can pretty much find all over the place, especially up around here. And pretty much all across the country, you'll find these sort of things in, you know, suburban or rural areas. And at some point, I will be doing a more in-depth bonus sort of stories in relation to Midgetvilles and, you know, the sort of phenomena that sparked from those as well as, you know, albino tribes and how that kind of became, became a thing. So stay tuned. I'm not sure when those will come up, but I, I definitely have both of them in the works. They just require... A lot more research into both of them. So what about the sort of more spooky things that happen on uh, Blue Mist Road? So drivers who visit and park their cars also sometimes report seeing strange lights out in the woods at night. These lights are reportedly seen as large blue and fading lights that seem to move along throughout the woods. Much more, you know, condensed than any flashlight. They don't sort of look like someone's walking. And for the most part, they seem as though they're like very large, blue, almost firefly-like illuminations to them. And for the most part, they're not super common, but no one really knows what these are. Furthermore, some paranormal investigators have also claimed to hear the sounds of traditional tribal instruments in the distance. And once you sort of spot or hear these, if you take a photo of the surrounding area, there's a chance that you might catch an angry face that's distorted on the film. However, not, again, too many accounts of this. And local paranormal teams, I can't really validate or, you know, verify their findings based off what they write online or have mentioned. You know, I, I, I can't physically see what they have captured. I also did find a very, very, very small amount of mentions relating to strange and almost like mutilated creatures roaming the woods. And there's also a, like literally one mention of a mother and daughter who were killed by their, you know, husband slash father and were dumped into a septic tank in a house along the road and that their spirits now wander, you know, the woods and the road itself. However, again, this story I literally found in like two sentences on a very short article website, so I don't really have too much credence towards it. And like I said, most of the stories that we just mentioned, they're made to pretty much spook people with the location. Furthermore, there are a few stories of a sort of old resident who did in fact fire off rock salt rounds at passing cars. It's sort of a dick move, but there's not really much past that when it comes to the story like no one died or anything i don't even think people got injured the road just simply has a level of eeriness to it especially at night and and especially when you know on either side like we mentioned there are you know road closed signs it's very much to sort of deter people from coming there to kind of stay away and it's yeah, like I said, people still explore it, so it's it's kind of hard to keep you off the grounds, especially if you're like a teen or something. But it's definitely just has that creepy factor to it, especially when it comes to night. And like I said, like nonetheless, people still drive there. They hike down the road. They adventure along the road at night. And drivers, there's actually a, another legend tied to the location where drivers will claim that if you park 
the car and you honk the horn three times that the car's engine actually won't start back up. Now, again, this is kind of rude since there are a few residents who still live there, but this is kind of like a legend that's tied to the road itself. And actually, this particular you know story that it, of you know stopping your car, honking the horn three times, it actually it has some association to a rather common urban legend in relation to you know a boyfriend and a girlfriend who are you know, hooking up late at night on a dark, secluded road, you know, like that whole cliche. And most people are probably familiar with a version of the story that involves, you know, a man with a hook hand or, you know, like an escape asylum patient that they hear on the radio. It's it's that story, if you can imagine that and how that sort of starts out. However, with Blue Mist Road, it's actually a little bit more unique in how it kind of you know, structures it. It's it's kind of strange. You know, it starts off with the honking of the horn, the engine dying off. However, during this time, you start to hear bells chiming in the woods, and you start to hear it seeing lights off in the distance. And then, you know, the boyfriend gets out, checks the engine, tries to go for help. And finally, the girl is left alone only for a, and this is, you know, where it deviates, a white canine of sorts to hop onto the car and begin, like, bashing itself into the hood and the windshield. And this would actually, you know, go on until it dies, essentially. And, you know, you know, crazy twist and everything, but the boyfriend, you know, dies bleeding on top of the car, That how it kind of wraps up. And there is one final story that is probably the most unique one when it comes to Blue Mist Road overall. Like I said, most of the last ones we just mentioned were very much, you know, cliches or rather common legends that kind of get spread around and associated to specific locations that are more local and might be creepy. But this one is particularly tied to this location. And there is a cemetery that's not too far from the road with tombstones that lean towards one another. There are two, two sets uh, and both of them are kind of, the earth is kind of sloped, so both of them kind of lean and point towards one another. And it goes that the graves of these two tombstones were actually occupied by uh, long-lost lovers. And that in death, the story goes that the tombstones are actually attempting to touch and essentially kiss one another even after they have passed. There's another version of the tale that says that the stones actually do meet. They meet once a month on the full moon. And there is even a third version that's a lot more grim in which if the stones, you know, actually do touch and they do meet, that it would actually bring about the end of the world. It's a bit extreme, but it seems as though they haven't kissed yet, if that's the case. So it seems like we're safe and that we're all good. And that's most of what we have when it comes to Blue Mist Road and these sort of stories uh, that are associated with it. Again, if you want to look it up, it's Blue Mist Road with a Y. However, you can just search it in general and it will pop up. And if you're not finding it, check out Irwin Road. It's again located up near Pittsburgh, PA, and you'll find it as well. There's a few stories and a few articles here, and there are a few books that talk about it. If you, you know, go to your local Barnes and Nobles, especially here in PA, there's a few you know, Pennsylvania-themed ghost books that you can pick up that go into a bit more detail about what's, you know, going on. But yeah, for the most part, that's the Blue Mist Road and the continued trend of, you know, discussing haunted 
backwoods roads in the area. For some reason, they're all up here. Uh, like we've literally talked about three in PA, or no, two in PA, one in Delaware, one in Jersey. There's a lot. There's a lot of roads like that. And I'm not sure if we're going to be talking about any more for the time being. I think we have had enough and we'll be moving on to other topics in the future. But for the most part, that's pretty much it. And I hope you guys didn't. If you do want to check anything further out, search Realm of Unknown on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much all social medias. You could find us there or realmofunknown at gmail.com if you have your own stories that you want to submit. And again, if you are interested in supporting the podcast and helping us out or joining the community that's already, you know, sort of growing with bonus content over on Patreon, you could do so by searching patreon.com forward slash realm of unknown and you can get bonus episodes, behind the scenes recordings, and like I mentioned before, uh, a bonus segment every week after each recording that you hear here. So uh, feel free to check that out if you want to. And until next week, I hope you guys remember to stay spooky and I hope you had a good time. All right, I'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh.